Hi guys, welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Marie, obviously. <laughs> Welcome back. I've missed y'all and I'm so excited to catch up. Uh, But let's go over the outline of this episode before we get started. So there, just a trigger warning. It is Suicide Awareness Month. We will be talking about suicide for just a few minutes. Um, Nothing crazy, but just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. So we're going to catch up. We're going to talk about Suicide Awareness Month. We're going to have our usual little chit chat. And then this week we're talking about narcissists. So we're gonna talk about what a narcissist is, the type, different types of narcissism, key behaviors narcissists display. And then we're also gonna talk about manipulation and love bombing. So let's get started. Again, trigger warning, we're talking about September being Suicide Prevention Month. So now that I've said it 20 times, September is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. Um, I think it was last week was Suicide Prevention Week. And that was fun to see everyone's support on social media. Maybe fun's not the right word. I apologize if that is insensitive. I have a soft spot in my heart for suicide. um, And I just want everybody to know that they are loved. They are welcomed and they are wanted. And if you are not feeling that way, shoot me a message and I'll help you feel better. But the theme of Suicide Prevention Month this year is creating hope through action. So that is something that needs to be focused on more than just for one week or one month of the year. There should always be action behind this topic. There are so many different things that play into suicide. There's different situations. But overall, I think the message I want to convey is always be nice, always show love. You never know what someone is going through, and you never know when you could literally be saving somebody's life. So consider that. If you are struggling, the suicide hotline is now 988. Um, Instead of the long phone number, they have shortened that as of, I think, last year, maybe two years ago. So if you are struggling, again, the suicide hotline is 988. And I'm always here if you need somebody to chat with. I love you. And I'm so proud of you for making it through to today. And tomorrow needs you. Moving on, that is a heavy topic. So I apologize, that's what we kicked off with. But moving on, in case no one has told you lately, I'm proud of you. You made it to today. You can make it through today. We can do hard things and you deserve to appreciate life. And just another reminder, I give this to you basically every week, start romanticizing your life. Start doing things that make you happy. Start talking to people that make you happy. Start filling your cup. Start prioritizing your health. You deserve it. You deserve to live the best life that you can live. And you have to remember that life has seasons. You're not always going to be trending up. You're not always going to be trending down. And it's okay. It's okay to dip down. It's okay to take a few steps backwards. You're okay. 
everything works out everything will be just fine you will survive times can be hard times can be great again if you need somebody to talk to just shoot me a message happy to chit chat but i'm proud of you thank you for listening let's catch up though because we have some stuff to talk about so last week we talked about how nfl season started i love football love watching don't ask me freaking intimate questions about these freaking players dude like i like to watch football i can follow what's going on i understand the sport i don't know every freaking dude's name bro i don't know okay sorry i'm sorry i'm slacking i'll get better Anyways, on the topic of NFL, T-Swizzle and Travis Kelsey. (gasps) Have you seen this drama? It's not even drama, dude. I love it. I'm living for it. It is the crossover of the century. This is the stuff that I'm needing in my life right now. So let me fill you in. Mr. Kelsey, first of all, let's talk about the Kelseys. They were like the stars of the Super Bowl because both Travis and his brother Jason played against each other in the Super Bowl in February. And their mom, Donna Kelsey, she is a MILF. She's a badass. She's so freaking awesome. Her outfit for the Super Bowl and two freaking pro football players. Insanity. She's such a badass. Anyways back to the topic at hand kelsey travis kelsey went to a taylor swift concert they have a podcast i have not listened to but i did see clips on so he went to a taylor swift concert in july in kansas city and you know the trend with the t-swizzle concert with all of the friendship bracelets homeboy made her a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it but was friggin' heartbroken that he didn't get to give it to her right how sad so we didn't hear anything about it since then and there were articles published last week about how the two have been quietly hanging out for the past few months so i feel like this is the love story that we all needed i feel like this might mend our souls i saw a tiktok on this topic where they were explaining how taylor has ended all her relationships in heartbreak and i mean while we are blessed with the freaking musical masterpieces of those heartbreaks, that's shitty, but she dates people in her realm, right? She's dating actors, she's dating singers, she's dating celebrities of that niche, if you will. Kelsey is the perfect change up because he is still a star, right? Like he is still hella famous. He's still up there. He's still a celebrity, but they are from like completely different realms. So anyways, also that is like the Halloween costume idea of the year. I feel like if, I mean, unless you're going as Barbie, which I feel like probably everyone is, then that's, that might be the vibe. We stand with, we ship whatever we want to friggin' say t-swizzle and mr kelsey i love it anyways next topic at hand nba preseason starts in 16 days it's not like i'm counting maybe i am but starts on october 5th um i don't remember who plays first 
but the Lakers play the Warriors on October 7th, and then the Suns play on the 8th. So I'm busy that weekend watching basketball and football, and you should too. Mark your freaking calendars because NBA season is the best time of the damn year. Um, and let's just chat about what I did this weekend. I got to go to the Walk to End Alzheimer's this year, which was really fun. I've talked about this a few times, and my dear grandma's sister passed away with Alzheimer's earlier this year. So it was fun to go celebrate her life and honor her legacy and stand for a good cause at this walk. It was fun to see all the people and the vendors there. It was pretty intimate. It wasn't humongous. So hopefully next year we can, you know, get more people coming. But that was fun. The whole fam got to go. And other than that, it was football Sunday. Eagles played last Thursday and they won. You know, hurts so good. We love it. Go Eagles. And yeah, that was basically my weekend. I have also started running, which is ruining my life. That's an overstatement. It's not ruining my life. I actually am learning to love it, but it is so hard, dude. I got a jogging stroller last week. And let me tell ya, running solo, and then I started running with a jogging stroller, pushing Romy, that shit is hard, dude. I was dying. Not only do I go like in the middle of the day when it's a bajillion degrees outside, so I'm literally sweating every ounce of freaking water in my body. It's hard. It's so hard pushing 50 pounds up a hill. I decided to run up a canyon. Like, I don't know what possessed me to do that, but it's okay. Stay tuned to my vlog because I will be posting training updates. For those of you who don't know, I don't remember if I've mentioned it on here or not but i have committed to racing in an ironman next year and so i'll be posting updates i'll be posting training updates and just overall things that i'm learning my main goal is to preserve the gains okay i've gotten into the gym this year i'm a little paranoid that all this cardio is simply going to ruin that so i'm on a journey to help us all figure out how to gain muscle while triathlon training so follow along. I'll be sharing all my tips and tricks. And let's dive into it. So next we're talking about narcissists. Narcissistic personality disorder is found more commonly in men, but it is not limited to men. And it is where a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. And this is not just like your typical selfish person. This is extreme extreme inflated ego okay there's no specific cause but it can stem from genetics if you were raised by narcissistic parents you probably have narcissistic traits and then obviously your environment plays a factor just because you are completely cultivated by that as well so that is something to keep in mind it is a personality disorder there are no like cures for it you know it's just like something that people are so there are five different types of narcissism that i want to go over so first one is overt which is grandiose so this is an overt dominant personality type um i feel like we see this a lot depicted in movies but yeah just a dominant personality to an extreme, right? Again, narcissist, this is extreme personality 
traits, not just your everyday loud, like person, dominant person, okay? The second one is covert, which is vulnerable. This type of narcissist internalizes their feelings of superiority while trying to gain subtle validation externally. This is also known as the silent manipulator, which we will get into in a little bit during this episode. But these ones are a little more dangerous because they don't carry that dominant personality. They're more like internalizing it. The third type of narcissist is malignant, which is a very destructive and toxic type of narcissism. They have more sadistic and intense actions behind their intentions than overt narcissists do. They, these are the typical like serial killer. I know that's extreme, that's super extreme. And obviously there are some of these narcissists who are not freaking serial killers, but they're sadistic, they're intense. They lack empathy, they lack remorse. They enjoy watching people suffer. That supper, suffer, I'm so sorry. Malignant, anyways, that is a malignant narcissist. The next type is an antagonistic narcissist, which is not as sadistic, but they do have a tendency towards hostile and aggressive behavior, and they thrive on confrontation. They like drawing attention to themselves. They can be very competitive, but it's to the point where they, it is an extreme. And the final type of narcissism is communal. This is almost the scariest type because this type of narcissist will appear as a selfless person within the community, within their friend group, their family, whatever. They appear selfless. However, the narcissism comes in when their intentions are questioned because it's a type of covert narcissism. So again, it's vulnerable. It's more internalized. But these people need a constant flow of external validation and they can sympathetic, like they can selectively act empathetic when it's convenient, right? They, they will only act a certain way and selectively act a certain way around certain people to get what they want. So that is a communal narcissist. We are going to talk about some key behaviors to watch out for. Again, I just want to give this disclaimer. This is not a blanket statement. Obviously, you need context and trust your gut. But these are general behaviors that narcissists will display. So let's dive in. First is the constant need for validation and praise. So whether they are outright asking for praise or they choose to only spend their time with people who give it up willingly. And by that, I mean they... Okay, we're going to talk about narcissists in a relationship aspect. Obviously, there can be so many different scenarios where you come in contact with narcissists. But if you are dating a narcissist, if you have someone in your life who doesn't like them, who is not going to be praising them, they will try and take you away from that person. They will choose to selectively participate in events where they will be praised. And I understand that is like a normal thing, right? People crave validation, but this is extreme again. And the constant need for 
external validation and praise is a red flag. The next red flag is the need for control. So a lot of the time, narcissists will frame this in a way that seems appealing before you actually can capture what's going on. And before you know it, you won't be able to act or speak freely because the leash has been reeled in so tightly. So initially it could be like, oh, like let's cancel those plans and do X, Y, Z instead. I already have it planned or it can be like lavish date planning. I don't know, like crazy controlling and then it can spiral out of control really quickly, but you, and this works for everything, you are conditioned in every single aspect of your life. So if you're with a narcissist, they will condition you to think that this type of control is normal and then you get used to it and you don't realize how out of control it has gotten until it is already past the line of no return. So the need for control, again, is a huge red flag. Stand your ground, okay? (laughs) Uh, The next behavior to watch out for is exploiting others. And narcissists will not feel bad for using people. They will feel zero remorse, they will feel zero guilt, and their only intention is to fulfill their needs and, you know, get what they want. So they will simply just use people that it, when it's convenient for them, when they will reap the rewards of something. So that is something to just keep in the back of your mind. A lot of the time, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, people crave being used almost and i'm not meaning that in a negative context people like to be helpful to other people so narcissists are extremely good at capturing what people want to be helpful with and using that to their advantage and for me i feel like there's a fine line between using someone you know manipulatively or it's a mutual situation where, you know, you reap some benefits, they reap some benefits. So narcissists don't care about the give and take. They just want to take. The next key behaviors to watch out for, and I feel like these are, these ones are more self-explanatory, but just being aggressive and bullying. One thing that is crazy nowadays that I have learned this year is disrespect is normal now. And disrespect, just something to keep in mind, disrespect is disrespect. It does not matter if the person being disrespectful takes responsibility for their actions. It is still disrespectful. You have every right to feel a certain way, whether it's acknowledged or not. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow. We always want the happy ending, but that's not always going to happen. And narcissists are really good at being disrespectful, even if they play it off or... I don't know, just act like they're not doing anything wrong. That is like part B of this behavior is they will be blatantly disrespectful. They will be blatantly rude and they think it's fine. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. They think that you're the problem. They will blame you for everything. Narcissists are pretty good victims. They're really good at pointing the finger when something goes wrong but reversing that when everything goes right you know they like to take credit when things are going good 
and then as soon as it's not it's your fault you did it all wrong and they have nothing to do with it um the next behavior is just coincides right with the definition an inflated sense of self-importance and superiority they think they're better than you they think they matter more than other people they are privileged they've got a silver spoon up their booty hole and a lot of the time this is more common to notice because it's easier to perceive it at least i feel like so an inflated ego we all know that type of person you know anyways the last key behavior we're going to talk about is manipulation and we're going to dive a little bit farther into it but a few ways you can be manipulated you know my personal favorite (laughs) uh you can be compared to someone else as a means to get you to act a certain way like oh well so-and-so did x y and z why don't you do it or they can gaslight you and they can just tell you that you're full of shit and they can just lie to your face and they can you know downplay your concerns and your feelings and make you feel irrelevant or like your concerns don't matter and while we're on the topic of manipulation there are four different stages so i like to think of this as a cycle helps me grasp the concept a little bit more. So the four stages of manipulation, one starts with flattery, and I'm gonna say love bombing, we're gonna get into that in a minute, but it's just like the overwhelming initial, and it's hard because when you're first dating people, you know, first impressions matter, you're going to be more outgoing, And you're going to act a certain way. You might not be able to uphold that all the time. But flattery in form of manipulation comes again down to the intention of it. They will completely, utterly flatter you knowing that they want to manipulate you. They want something in return. They want something, okay? The next stage is isolation. They're going to break you apart from the group. They're going to separate you from your friends and your family. They want... To spend all their time with you they want you to spend all of your time with them and there's no in between you will start to feel isolated and then the next stage of manipulation is gaslighting and this can come in the term of like downplaying that they overly flattered you in the beginning this can come from the fact that now you're isolated and you're bringing it up and they're just saying oh well no one likes you no one wants to be around you they'll just gaslight you they'll make you feel like you're crazy and you don't know what you're talking about the last stage of manipulation is violence and this can come in the form of physical violence or emotional you know turbulence and that's something that's hard because i'm manipulation does not always end in physical violence right but there will be damage done when there is manipulation taking place someone will get hurt no matter what someone will end up broken up so back to stage one so again that can cycle so if it ends with violence the cycle can start over where they you know overly flatter you in their apology they just start buying you things they start complimenting you like crazy and then the cycle just continues the overly flattery turns into again isolating you and the cycle goes on and on 
Um, so back to step one, the flattery. A lot of the time, narcissists like to love bomb. And this can look... So let's break it down. Love bombing is extreme displays of affection and attention with the intent of manipulating you. Again, a lot of the narcissistic behaviors are going to come down to the intention of the person. And that's hard, right? You can't be in somebody's brain when it comes to this. Um, so it's hard to gauge, but it does come down to the intention. So love bombing can look like excessive gift giving, rushing to label your relationship and lock things down. Um, again, they're always somehow available and they always are demanding your attention. They want you to always be available for them and them only. They will not take no for an answer and they like you better when you're alone. This goes back to the isolation part of manipulation. They will, they will condition your brain to be thinking, oh, I get treated better when it's just us two. So obviously you're going to want that more. Um, and then over communication and excessive complimenting. I think communication is tricky because that's a key part of any relationship, but I do feel like there's a fine line. I don't feel like everything needs to be communicated and maybe I'm crazy for that, but you should be able to have your own dialogue without having to explain every single thought that goes in your brain to whoever you're with. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to hear it all. <laughs> Keep some of your freaking thoughts to yourself, dude. Um, so over communication, excessive complimenting. Maybe one day they like give you dirty looks and then the next day they're all over complimenting you. That could be love bombing. So I think the love bombing also has a cycle of abuse and it kind of looks similar to the stages of manipulation, but I've separated this one into three. So we're going to start off with idealization. This is the initial phase. This is the flattery. This is the excessive gift gifting. This is the hook. They're grabbing your attention. They are reeling you in. They have hooked you. They put you on a leash and now they're slowly retracting it. The next stage of the love bombing cycle of abuse is devaluing. And this is a full 180. This person will do the exact opposite. They'll show their true colors. They are ruthless. They do not care because the intention, again, was to manipulate you. And it will be the exact opposite. They'll make you feel worthless. They'll make you feel useless. They will make you feel like no one loves you. And then the final stage is discarding. So again, this can be a cycle if the discarding does not cut off communication. And... You know, a lot of the time, love bombing is like they want to use you for something and they've gotten that out of you, so they're moving on. So if you don't cut off communication and you still leave the door open for them, they'll come back and then it'll just happen again and again. And that's something that's hard relationship-wise is something, especially in the culture here, it's, you know, work on it. Don't leave... You, like divorce is awful I mean and I agree you know divorce is never the goal when someone gets married but in the situation where you're dealing with a narcissist or you're being abused it is a little bit different so that is where this can turn into a cycle is the discarding and not having the boundaries to cut off communication I know it's hard 
and I know it's not always what we want, especially because we really do get conditioned to our environment and the situation. And we crave comfort. So if we're used to something that's comfortable, that's our comfort zone, no matter how shitty it is, like you could still prefer that over changing. Changing is fucking hard, dude. Changing your situation is not like, it's not all rainbows and roses. So I understand the want to keep things comfortable and stay the same and just, you know, deal with it day after day, but there does have to be some boundaries drawn. So I hope that you learned something from this. This is kind of a quicker episode, but again, narcissists are the extreme. So I'm not seeing every single person who displays these specific behaviors has an ill intention. Maybe it's coming off that they do, but in their brain, they don't think so. (laughs) But I hope that you understood the point I was trying to get across. I hope you learned something new and yeah. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to y'all next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for more of the By Maddie Marie podcast. As always, please drop a five-star review and all my socials and my blog are linked in the description. I'll talk to you guys next week and have the best Taco Tuesday.